we've got another amazing guest on the show this week, human rights advocate and lead singer of Remedy Drive, Mr. David Zock. David, it is great to talk to you. How's life? Life is good, Tyler. Um, I just got back from a three-day event in Texas playing music. I'm leaving to go overseas with the Exodus Road next week. So I'm just soaking in. You caught me on, on a nice little little oasis with my family. Uh, the kids are all sleeping, so it's perfect timing. Oh, good. <laughs> Hey, so years ago, at one of your shows, I was told by a fellow bandmate of yours that unlike a lot of musicians, David can remember almost everything about tours, and and uh, I don't know if you still feel that way or not. I mean, obviously, thousands of shows probably, but um, I'm going to put that to the test. Do you remember, by chance, sleeping in my driveway in Indiana, <laughs> or were you like, I was asleep, I didn't know, <laughs> on the tour bus? Um, what town was it? North, well, North Bend, or uh, you're on the way to Indianapolis. You had a show with Fireflight the next day, and uh, you guys asked if you could just crash at my place. So the company I was with at the time, we had you for a couple of dates. I think it was like 2009, 2010 range, so a long time ago. Yeah, but but I always thought that was cool. I would text my friends at night. I was like, "So Remedy Drive is just you know sleeping in my driveway tonight. That's kind of cool." <laughs> so we just parked the uh, truck bus in the in the driveway. Yep. Wow. Yep. Good times. Long time ago. I, I I used to be so much better at remembering everything, and I got kind of proud about it. But after <laughs> you know, after twenty five years and yeah, yeah over a thousand shows for sure, it, it starts to bleed. Yeah. But the, sadly, that truck. Yeah. The truck bus is gone now. What were you uh, saying? <laughs> I mean, not to mention it was probably like one or two in the morning, and you just pull in and you're sleeping. So not yeah. the best memory, probably. Exactly. In 20 years but for me it was like that was cool <laughs> um, yeah I I absolutely I mean this when I say it I know there's a lot of bands out there that that do amazing work and they put their money where their mouth is and they're very involved in what they sing about but for me personally um, I was asked this actually the other day they're like you know what bands that that really put action to what they sing about and the the three bands that I always think of Switchfoot obviously uh, Disciple yeah. and Remedy Drive um, I absolutely mean that you guys, and I know probably some fans listen and have others. There's a ton of bands doing great things, but um, first of all, I just want to say thank you and Remedy Drive for all you're doing and continue to do. It's really inspiring, and we'll get into some of that of what you're doing. But um, yeah, I just want to say thanks. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for saying thanks. So you've done a lot of great interviews for um, the Exodus Road. One of my favorites thus far. When you uh, jumped on the What Else with Corey Mann podcast, I want to encourage fans to go listen to that. It was really extensive, um, a lot of detail that was really powerful from that. But for anyone who may not know, if you want to take a minute and kind of summarize what The Exodus Road is all about, um, I believe your last, is it three or four albums, have also kind of been the soundtrack of, of everything, um, maybe more than that. But um, yeah, what is The Exodus Road? What's it all about? The Exodus Road is a counter-human trafficking organization that specializes in finding evidence of sex trafficking, specifically of minors. And we then uh, partner with authorities to make raids against the criminal networks that are selling children for sex. And we merged our band, Remedy Drive, with the Exodus Road 10 years ago almost. Um, and in that time period, created a trilogy of counter-trafficking albums. Um, 
all of them focused on you know the work of the Exodus Road and people throughout history have done done work like that, but also celebrating the resilience of the human spirit and the way we're designed so fearfully and purposefully um, celebrating hope in the midst of kind of a dark thing to sing about. Yeah. That's incredible stuff. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that and bringing awareness to such an amazing cause. And again, the fact that like your music is the soundtrack of all of it is, is amazing when you kind of dive into the lyrics and the landscape of what's going on. It just brings it to life even more. Um, speaking of your music, I know, John Foreman and Switchfoot have, have been a lot to you and have been a huge influence. I can remember dating way back to like the Resuscitate album, uh, Resuscitate Me and, and Make It Bright, like this heavy, heavy Switchfoot vibes in those. And and then even into, you know, your latest album, um, I, I felt, you know, Burn Bright and Dragons and, and Time and Lonely. Like there's just, um, just amazing like Switchfoot influence in there. It's its own thing for sure, but you can just kind of tell you know, some of the bands that have um, influenced you, but can you even attempt to put into words, you know, what those guys and what that band has meant to you in your career? Um, sometimes it's coming directly from them or sometimes it's coming through our shared influences like Rage Against the Machine or, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers or Radiohead or, um, uh, so I like I like find it's rare to find a band in our world that shares so many influences that that they obviously do. But I, I've been listening to them since '04, I think, mm -hmm. which that felt late to the game. Um, but I had never, um, other than like Bob Dylan and Bono, um, never had connected with a lyricist the way I connected with John, just in, as a listener. Uh, really influential but also really unique in the way words rhymed reminds me of a hip-hop uh lyricist in many ways uh in a creative way he uses rhymes but also the music itself and and a new language to talk about important things um when when language for me in particular was kind of wore out like the platitudes and the cliches that people bring to talk about something that should be you know born fresh over and over again uh had become so tired so there's it seemed so switchfoot's always seemed so refreshing to me and and that um it makes these concepts that are so abstract meaningful again because of uh how they kind of tiptoe around saying it directly <laughs> which yeah. I, I don't know how to say that in, a, in the best way but that for some reason not saying it is so much more meaningful to me than just hitting it on the nose yeah yeah it's interesting too this is our fifth episode and i think in probably now four of the five there's always been um you know whether it's dylan or you two or you know bono there's like a mention of them in, in each one so you can tell they've obviously influenced switchfoot and then just kind of a lot of uh, a lot of artists around um, in you know similar genre or whatever, but pretty cool to see the the interconnectedness of it all of it, I guess. Um, and uh, the the song you chosen to talk about today is "The World You Want." Um, it's from their Fading West album. Um, this is actually a cool sequel to our last show because we talked to Mary Nichol, who I believe writes for Exodus Road as well, and 
um, she chose to talk about the shadow proof of sunshine. If you remember that story, there's a connection to the kids that they met in South Africa and getting to sing with them. Um, one of the first times they played it live. Well, the world you want opens and closes with the kids choir. Um, it's placed right in the middle of that record. I've over the years, I've had a newfound, uh, appreciation for the fading West album. You know, some it's, maybe kind of polarizing for some fans like i like more rock or i like this or some fans are like no fading west is the best but it's it's cool seeing all the different um, opinions of it but for me anytime i'm traveling or anytime i'm at the ocean it's just like put on fading west you know it's a really cool vibey kind of album um with that and the movie included um is really cool but some really cool moments including the song but a lot of songs you could have chosen um why did you end up landing on the world you want well, I figured somebody else would pick where I belong, and that one, I, there's nothing to say about it. It's just is what it is. <laughs> but this this one makes me feel that same way um, that so many things in my life have made me feel. And honestly, right at the tail end of me deciding to uproot my life the way it was, an album that came out at the beginning of 2013. It was at the end of 2013 that I started uh, doing undercover work with the Exodus Road and actually living out this belief system that I thought I was living out through song only um, and through talking the talk really. Um, but it's like, like once again, as with so many of their songs, just asking a question, is this the world you want? And it's not, it's obviously a rhetorical question, you know, mm-hmm. none of us who are breathing want this world to be the way that it is. And yet we're contributing to it as is one way or the other we're contributing to the world the way it is um and even more relevant in 2022 than it was in 2013 when it came out we're making it with every every post (laughs) every 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 bit of oxygen we put on um any sort of fire or any any sort of uh, relief that we're able to bring with any 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 cup of water, we're we're creating the world the way it is. Yeah, yeah, such a simple and powerful line. Every day you're alive, you change the world. That line actually is something that I remember John saying years and years before the song came out. So it's like the chicken and egg argument: which one came first? Like the the mm-hmm. lyric that or the thought that then became a lyric, or you know, it's. Um, over their history, there's a lot of stories that, that kind of fit into one or the other there. But, um, you know, just thinking about that individual truth, like every day you're alive, you change the world. So the question becomes, how are you changing it? And I think a lot of people out there are like, well, my, you know, I don't have this or that. I don't have a ton of followers. I'm, I'm kind of insignificant, but you are changing the world around you no matter what, for better or worse. So it's pretty, it's a challenging thought. Um, I thought of a proverb, too, that says the tongue can bring life and death, you know, just by like how you speak to people, what you post, everything. And, yeah. you know, John has also said, like, your your fancy words about faith mean nothing if there's not action. And I think that goes with the concept as well, like that incredible bridge, um, you know, what you say, that's your religion. Yes, but it's deeper than that. It's also who you love is your religion. How you love is your religion. Every breath is your religion. This simple yet incredibly powerful truth all your wars man and that that sort of thing hits me because it it reminds me of a um you know some of these black mirror episodes on netflix uh 
where you realize they do a good job at showing that it's it's the collective that is really evil. Uh, one of my favorite authors is named Brian Zahn. He, he says that the Satan, the enemy is is the mob. It's, it's, it's when we all get together, we do really terrible things or we do really great things. And these wars are not a result of just a few at the top. These wars are a result of our our demand for for wealth, our demand for superiority, our demand for security, and our idolatry of security, then um, our hatred, you know, and hatred being what I learned. And I don't know if you're quoting Foreman or the guy that wrote scripture when you said John earlier with fancy words. <laughs> Who was that? Was that Foreman or, or John? The Yeah, John Foreman. Yep. Oh, okay. But it it reminded me of that, that scripture that said, um, if I say that I know God, but I don't love yeah. my neighbor, then I'm a liar. Mm-hmm. Because anyone that loves is born of God or is born from above. And whoever doesn't love doesn't know God because God is love. So everything that is love comes from the creator comes from the make, from from the maker and is uh, and and i realized from the song like that that line is seems really like con- controversial how i love is my religion mm-hmm. and yet i think that is the most supported concept in all of scripture and around that time i listened to bono's prayer breakfast speech where he gave to george w um where he said God is in the slums and the cardboard boxes where the poor play house. Hmm. He's in the cries heard under the rubble of war in the silence of a mother who's infected her daughter of a virus that both die from. And he's with us if we're with them. Hmm. And he quoted this prophet Jeremiah that said, um, he took the cause of the oppressed. Isn't that what it means to know me says the Lord God almighty. Hmm. And then straight up Jesus Christ's half brother said, Hey, true religion is this. It's how you love. And so while I can see John Foreman's lyric being controversial, it is the most supported thing in scripture. Bono mentioned that 2,100 times the poor and the powerless and the oppressed are mentioned in scripture has the most airtime of any other group of people and our responsibility to them. So for me, this song came at that point in my life where I was laid bare by the prophets exposing a, a religious facade of singing and talking and praying and preaching um, like Isaiah would, would kind of make fun of us or, or would claim that the Jehovah's making fun of us and Amos, same thing. And so this song, like, I didn't want it. I didn't want to change the way I was living because I was making a lot of money and we were, we were gaining fame at, at radio, but I knew I had to change because I knew that, that my life didn't line up with the lyric of this song for sure. That's good stuff. Um, I love how to how how John uses the word every breath in a lot of different ways, a lot of different songs. If you can remember, like mm. "Live It Well," every breath is every breath you take is a miracle. Um, he said mm. in, in, the, in the song "Always," every breath is a second chance. And then, mm. of course, in this one, every breath every breath is your religion. Um, I think it's one of his main messages of his life and career that. Uh, take advantage of every moment, you know, not take it for granted. Um, getting to run the, the daily John Foreman account, you know, it's, it's been a blast. And I was, I recall another one that he said that I don't have all the answers, but every breath that I have 
been given points to a grace that I cannot fully comprehend. So whether he's speaking or, or putting in songs, just that idea of every breath um, is just a really common, you know, common theme, which is cool. Um, another lyric uh, that I love from the song is, uh, it's, I think it's in verse two, but it's when I stop to listen, all the moments I've been missing, I finally hear a voice I can trust. Like how often is it just, when I finally slow down and stop, can I possibly hear the voice of God or hear truth as opposed to just like taking part of the noise, you know? And then the next line, you start to look like what you believe. Yes. And I think even more so, um, like we need to recognize that because there's been a mirror held up to people claiming to be following in this beautiful way, this lifestyle inaugurated by Jesus Christ from Nazareth, but, it doesn't look any. It doesn't look pretty. It looks angry. It looks selfish. It looks entitled. It looks, and the whole world's looking at it, and 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 it's exposed. And um, I I I want to be part of changing that perception somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think we all should want to. And it starts with admitting that we do look like what we believe. There is yeah. a religious. There is a religious nationalism that's crept in. There is, um, there is a, uh, there is a bunch of stuff that looks nothing like the selfless way. Um, the selfless religion started by Jesus Christ and his half brother that I quoted and, mm-hmm. and his followers. Go when I see, I do see it. Uh, I see that beauty and I look for it. I try to soak it in, you know, because I don't. I want to reflect it. So I'm always looking for it and trying to celebrate examples of that selflessness. Yeah. What were we going to say? You had a lyric? Um, from, from John Foreman himself, from back when the song came out, which goes right along with what you're saying as well. He said that this is the story of humanity, beautiful at times, horrifying at times. Our hands are capable of such good and evil. I wanted a song that captured the darkness and the light of a life filled with so many conflicting emotions to have a song that starts and ends with the joy and laughter of children felt fitting. Um, for me, it helps to bring light into the dark room of human behavior. Behavior. It's a uh, dark, self-indicting song to sing because I'm guilty as well. I'm culpable in the state of the world. Who can claim innocence? Who can honestly say, I have in no way lived my life at the expense of those around me? Uh, religion is an odd word to our ears. Words like religion, faith, and spirituality are often relegated to the irrelevant obscurity of our childhood fantasies, like the monster in the bed. We outgrow, outgrow them and move on. Agnostic naturalism becomes the cold, sterile replacement. How could religion have anything to do with our postmodern, post-Christian world? Religion is best shown in the way we spend our time here on the planet. What you say you believe is not your religion. Your religion is the way you treat the orphans and the widows here on the planet. See, and he just, he, he quotes all this scripture without, without quoting yeah. it. Yep. And that's and people give him grief for that, but who I don't know who came in along the line and twisted everything. Um, but that is the religion. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I just I'm it's I'm so thankful that he's around, and I'm thankful that you're 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 doing a modern day. Um, what's it called when you dig stuff up? Um, when they like excavation of of yeah. of 
you know, because it feels it feels odd that he's still alive because this is something like you do with like a, a C.S. Lewis book club or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important because we need yeah. more of this type of thought, and especially when you put it to lyric and it just sticks with you. Like my cousin Joel, um, uh, my cousin Joel was listening to Life is Short, I Want to Live It Well. And it's such a simple phrase, man. Uh, but it just sometimes it just moves you to tears, you know, and it's it's amazing that we have somebody alive that's taking those simple phrases, putting them to music so that so that it lays bare our souls. And he's honest about being part of all of it, living at someone else's expense. That for me is like you quoted John Foreman saying that living at someone's expense. How am I living at someone else's expense? Well, this shirt, I don't know whether or not it's contributing to slavery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my lifestyle, I feel like I'm, we're living in Pen M if it's the, you know, the, the Hunger Games right here, you know? At what expense? What does it take for this computer that we're talking on and these AirPods that we're talking on? Where did the Colton come from in the Congo? And was there a kid mining the Colton as with the diamond in my ring at the threat of a machete for my comfort, for my safety, for my safe for the whole family, positive, encouraging lifestyle that I have here. And I don't know the answer. uh, And it's not like a guilt that I have, but I do know that I have a responsibility to take what I've been given and not bury it in the ground, but to have a belief that what I say, how I love, who I love is my religion. And I'm, I'm accountable for it. You just pulled a John Foreman there, and, and uh, we're quoting the parable of the talents without quoting the parable of the talents. So there you go. <laughs> That's good stuff. It's a nice, it's an it's a nice touch that whatever the word was in Aramaic or or, or Greek or whatever that ended up being talent in yeah. English also because when I think talents, I think I have the currency of my my talent, my songwriting ability, my band that I'm going to spend um, on justice and on mercy and on freedom well towards the end of that blog um from john just talking about the you know true religion is the way you treat the orphans and the widows and that's you know at the heart of a lot of what you've done with exodus road and obviously um quoting scripture there but what advice would you give to somebody listening that maybe maybe it's a young person they're like well i'm just in school i don't know what all i can do that's you know you know, doing what David's doing, doing what some other people are doing, or maybe even um, an adult who's just kind of like, I don't know what impact I can make. Um, Would you have any advice for like, how, how do we make this a little bit better of a world that we want? Like the convictions that you felt to go put action to your faith and everything, like what advice would you give to somebody that may be listening to this? There's two, there's two things. And one, one is like, how we can not, what things we should not be doing. And the other is what things we can be doing. Since, since the song touches on our science, our hatred, our wars, our, our religion, there is so many people that listen to my band and listen to Switchfoot that I see breathing oxygen and helping prop up people that are mean, mean-spirited people. And they do that just by clicking like, because the whole world sees... This person that their bio says such and such and such and such and such and such, and that's like what you say is your religion, uh, but how you say it is your religion. Like 
they see the contradiction between what you're putting on your on, in your bio, but then the kinds of people you're supporting through amplifying and signal boosting their their content, their content against people that disagree with them, like how to destroy an atheist in two minutes. I don't want to see that. I, I want to see somebody love an atheist, you know, or how to, how to destroy somebody that disagrees with you. In a time when there's religious leaders, Eric Metaxas actually punched somebody that disagreed with him, physically assaulted him in the name of Jesus, right? That there's a time in history where that's happening, just like it's happened throughout all, all, all over the years with Christianity, whether crusades or different times and, and people enslaving people in the name of Jesus, colonizing people in the name of Jesus. Don't give any support to that. Like that's one way. Stop giving support to that just with even just the views, but financial support, any sort of support to that brand of mean spirited religion. Um, then secondly, I, I, I have something to offer to the counter trafficking movement. It's my time. I can go overseas. I can do undercover work. I can spy on criminal networks. I have my band. I can write songs. I can use my voice. That's the currency of my life. And um, the, the, Isaiah said, if you spend yourself on behalf of the oppressed, your light will rise like the noonday. So to answer your question directly, I, I'm kind of answering indirectly. This is the currency I have, but you have a currency that I don't have. You have that, that Twitter account. You have um, your digital currency. You have your time, your art, your camera lens. How can you be creative to invest that currency to help fight slavery? to help feed hungry people, to help welcome and love refugees well, to help plead the cause of refugees and exiled people, to help plead the cause of people that are oppressed here in our nation or, or experience a certain kind of persecution or lack of advantage because of their race or because of their, uh, their history or because of their, their location. Like we all have a chance to, to breathe just a little bit and it's gonna feel insignificant. It's gonna feel inadequate. You're going to feel inadequate. You're going to feel unqualified, just like I do. But my, my, my advice for how to change the world is to bring to the table, when there's 10,000 hungry people on a hillside, just offer up five loaves of bread and two fish, your lunch, and hope that the creator can lift that lunch up and bless it and turn it into something that you can never imagine. Love it. We'll have more with David Zock in just a minute. First, a quick word about our sponsor, Anchor. Incredible advice. Yeah, we're going to have lots of uh, links in the show description about ways you can help and get involved. But yeah, just use what you have. That's incredible advice. Um, I appreciate you coming on. A couple lighthearted questions as we wrap up here from a musical yeah. side. Um, I asked a couple other artists this question as well. If you're touring with switchfoot and you have a chance to sing with them as an encore and there's two songs and you can't choose dairy to move or where i belong just kidding you can choose where i belong, I belong. Um, <laughs> no, but what, what song um of theirs would you like to sing with them and what song would you like them to sing that is one of yours man if i could play guitar and sing I, i'd like it even better just to play guitar but mm -hmm. also sing background but the sound song of mine that i would like to sing with switchfoot 
um, would be my song Brighter Than Apathy. Mm, um, yeah. Just Love go that. back and forth with John. As long as as uh, Jerome would uh, be, be you know, shouting out as he does, like on the chorus. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. And then maybe this one might be the same answer as that one. But if you had a chance, Switchfoot said, hey, we're going into the studio and we're going to do a second cover album and we want to cover one of your songs would would you pick brighter than apathy or would you pick a different one that you'd want them to record oh well i love their cover of beyonce's um crazy, uh, crazy right now crazy in yep. love yep i'd be interested for them to i would want it to be a totally new treatment you know it uh like a reimagined maybe uh my song endless like i'd see how they would would uh, do our song endless that'd be interesting to see yeah that would be cool very cool well, i appreciate you again coming on for doing amazing work and uh you know i just again i've been super inspired by switchfoot by remedy drive by your work over the years and will continue to be and keep rocking uh keep uh doing handstands on pianos and uh doing work overseas and man it's just awesome so i appreciate it very much and anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap up today um, I'm glad that you are documenting these lyrics. Like, it's such a cool thing. I got to tell John once that um, Bono and C.S. Lewis and Dr. King and John Foreman are the most influential people in my life other than my dad. And and uh, it's cool that you're kind of doing this. I mean, there's so many of us. Like, like look at, look at, look at uh, Josh Dunn. I think that's his name from 21 Pilots. His... His handle says, like, the skin and bones is just a rental. Like, yep. the impact that, that Switchfoot has is so much bigger than Switchfoot. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad that you're honoring that in this way. So thanks for doing that. Thank you again to David Zock for joining us. Rimini Drive has been another one of those bands over the years that has been the soundtrack of my life. And if you only know more of their older stuff, like from the daylight or all along days, I want to encourage you to go get their latest album. I think it's one of their best in their entire catalog. And I'd also love for you to go check out TheExodusRoad.com where you can learn more about it, ways that you can help, ways that you can make this more like the world that you want. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again next week. God bless.